What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan, how you doing today, brother? Oh, you know, I'm doing okay. I've been uh, I've been changing up my morning routine this week, actually. What's that? What's, what's been, been? I've been, been you know, just kind of dealing some stuff, trying to figure out some ways to improve my mood, I guess. So I've been taking cold showers every morning. I respect Along it. with waking up early. The grind. And cold showers are, they're actually, they're not too bad once you get used to them, but to start with, they're awful. It builds mental toughness, and it's good for healing the body. It is. That's one reason, too. My soreness has been slowly going away as well. There you go. That's good. So. You know, something just dawned on me. You, you never ask me how I'm doing. It's because I don't care. Everybody asks, <laughs> what is it like? Everybody says yeehaw, but don't ever, ever, ever ask how, well, how How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I got a Mountain Dew in hand, you know. It's a, it's a nice Sunday. It's been a really good weekend yeah. of sports. Uh, a good weekend of TV and movie watching. Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. Uh, first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then a whole bunch of March Madness. And it's been mad. It, it has been very mad. It seems like it's been more mad this year than previous years. Let's take a little dive into it. So, we kind of together made a bracket, right? Because let's be honest, college basketball isn't one of our strongest suits. You know, we watch it. We're a fan. We just mm-hmm. kind of focus more on March Madness. We watch Georgia play, obviously. But, like, we, we got the old Michigan winning it all. And how's that pick looking so far? I mean, they have moved on to the next round, so... <laughs> hey, we're to the round of 32 with our champions still intact. A lot of big upsets happened on Friday and Saturday. I'm looking at you, Texas. I mean, Texas was big, but let's be honest. Ohio, like, I think after Ohio oh, State yeah, lost, yeah. ESPN reported like .0007% of brackets yep. were still correct after Ohio State lost. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was a bracket buster. Um, the SEC kind of stumbling and fumbling their way through, which I want to be honest, I'm, I want to put this out here, <clears throat> which I did tweet it. My bracket was busted game one, Florida-Virginia Tech, because oh, I yeah. did pick Virginia Tech to upset Florida, and then bracket busted. I mean, Alabama's a basketball school too, so we got that going on. Alabama's rolling. Missouri fumbled the bag versus Oklahoma in a very hard-fought game. LSU in the turtle race did come yeah. out with the win, which we did predict that one pretty well. Um. What about old Missouri? Wait, was it just said Missouri, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee had a little bit of an upset too there, but I mean, you know, played Oregon State. It wasn't like it was super big. I mean, Tennessee came in as the eight or the fifth seed, and then Oregon State was the twelfth seed. So it wasn't like you know uh, Abigail Christian or whoever beating Texas, but you know, it was a uh, it was a little bit of an upset on Tennessee's part. I do got it. We got to give a shout out because we tweeted out on the on our Twitter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, it is at bash brothers pod um we tweeted out hey give us a bold prediction and if you're right we'll give you a shout out on the next episode and mr accent 35 actually predicted one of the biggest upsets of the day he predicted the ohio state loss so well on you man i actually tweeted back at him after the game i said great pick fantastic job so uh so march madness is yeah we're we're literally in the thick of it it's on and rolling I think no matter, though, that just proves something. No matter what's going on in your life, you can always depend on a Big Ten team dropping the ball in any sport. <laughs> that might be fact, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody's feeling that way. I mean, if you'd have told us at the beginning, I mean, seriously, how much money could you have made if you'd have put, I don't know, $1,000 on Ohio State losing and Ohio winning? That, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we'd be cashing out. 
Probably, we yeah. We should have just deep dove into the science, and now we'd be uh, rich. Yeah. I don't know that was any science behind we that. Reti- be we could have retired from the podcast. That's just sports in general, I think, is what that was. It is, it is. But, hey, to you and yours, I hope your bracket is just looking fantastic. I hope you're winning all your office pools, all your buddies' pools. I hope you are lining the old pockets with some great March Madness predictions. If your team's still running in it, best of luck to you. Um, what's like, what seed's Georgia? Oh, uh, they were like the number one seed of staying at home and not playing this. Ah, uh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. there might be some coaching turnaround coming. Tom Cream Mr. might be Tom leaving. Green. I can't believe that. I don't know. He's a great coach, man, but I just don't think, I don't think he's performed too well in his tenure so far. Nah, I agree with that completely. But you know, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Yep, yep. All right, so we're gonna do a little spoiler talk here for uh for last chance. You last week we uh we kind of recapped the first three episodes. And uh, we've since finished it. So we're just going to kind of talk about the final episode here. Okay. Um, and let's let's do this, though. In case you haven't watched it, I'm going to count to three. And this is the point in time you have to like either stop or try to fast forward or whatever to go watch it. I would say fast forward about five minutes or yeah, so, so. If you haven't uh, listened to the last episode or watched the last yeah. episode of Last Chance You. So... I told I told you that I was pretty sure I knew how this season was going to end. Because yeah. I was waiting yeah. on it the whole time. And sure enough, COVID hits. It does. Right down to them jokers getting on the gosh darn bus. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was true, but it felt real that they literally get on the bus to go to the – they're playing a three-day tournament. Right. They make it to – they have three games left. I'm not sure what that would be, like a top 16, top – you know, it, was, what, it was Elite 8, I think elite is what eight. they said, yeah. And literally, the coach has to walk onto the bus, and he's got tears in his eyes. He's like, "That's it, fellas. They called it." So yeah. this is this had to be right around March. When it was the last yeah. March, last year's March Madness was was cut. Talk about a segue. Well done. Well, there, he even brothers. said like they were the last conference or division yeah. in California to that was keep the tournament on. going. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, and I just got to talk about that locker room scene, man. If you have played any sport in your life. I mean, even like down to rec ball, it, you're obviously more important in higher level team sports. But you, a team is family, man. When you're yeah. grinding and you're grinding that hard, yeah, you're gonna. There's gonna be some infighting. There's gonna be some some egos. There's gonna be some high stress times. But you talk about that's family, and when they're all saying goodbye to each other, man. Oh yeah, that is rough. Like when Joe and. Uh, What's the point guard's name? Deshaun. Deshaun hug each other, bro. You're yeah. like, daggum. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, even even past the basketball thing, like, it kind of gave us a look back at what we were thinking last, last year, you know, this time. I mean, just yeah. in general. I mean, because I, I remember, you know, they talk, they're joking to start with, um, super heavy about like, oh, you know, there's only so many people that are, you know, sick or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this will be over yes. with in a couple of weeks. That's a great point. Yeah. It really was a commentary on how we were thinking about COVID-19 when it started. Because there was like, what, like 40 cases? Yeah, they said 40 at one point. And then I remember Coach John was like, uh, no, I still blown up like 400 something yeah. now. And it's, you know, it, it's just spread and really he, quick. And Coach John even says, like, I think it'll be May before they even have a handle on this thing. Yeah. And here we are literally a year later, and we're just starting to kind of get a handle on it. Yeah, so... I mean, even that, but yeah, it was, you know, I mean, it's one of the, it's the first season of Last Chance U or we've seen them, a team that probably would have won it all and they didn't even get to win it all. Yeah, they didn't even get the chance. Do you think they would have won it all? I mean, going out of that last game, I don't know. 
But I mean, I think they, I think they were good enough to win it all. I mean, let's be honest. I'm gonna be honest. They were good enough. I don't think they would have won it all. That that last they that and that last hurts game, that hurts me to yeah. say because I'm such a big fan. They should have daggered that last game so many times. They literally got three different trips to the line and made I think a total of two free this, throws. This dude said something like they shot zero for thirteen from the uh, the three point line. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Lo- and like they, they played the worst game of the season and they still won. Oh yeah, and because they did stick together, I agree with what Coach said. Like. I mean, that's that's well, hard, I think man. Even more, it's like what he said, conditioning. Like, I mean, them jokers. Oh yeah. Conditioned he, all said, year. he said, "I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back on that one." Yeah, I mean, I would have to. Not, ain't no other coach making the players do that. I promise nope. you that. Nope. So now let's jump into kind of what everybody waits for. Past that, the montage of them sitting on the cars and at the, yeah, at the yeah. basketball courts. And where stuff, where are we capping, going? Where are we going? Literally, every single person went D one or D two. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of well. So, was Joe Joe that that's Joe, a state college, isn't it? Well, it said D one in the in the outro because I just finished it last night. Okay. Um, I was kind of surprised KJ was the only one that went Power Five, which I mean I, I'm not surprised that KJ went Power Five. I think I was more surprised that maybe Joe didn't go Power Five as yeah, well. I agree. Um, Deshaun went to a Sacramento college, which was D one. Kind of saw that LJ and I don't remember the other guy's name. I think his name was. Jordan or something. Maybe his last name was Jordan. They went to a D D two school in Chicago, which I kind of saw. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I was surprised. Obviously, KJ went to USC. I figured Joe would have went somewhere D one as well. But you know, still pretty impressive, all in all. Everybody but that one point guard went somewhere because he's kind of waiting to see if he can get recruited by a bigger school. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, honestly, we talked about it last week. Coach Mosley's main goal is to get these kids a degree. And get them to a better school. Yep. And and literally with every single person that you follow along the show, he was successful. Oh yeah, I mean it's incredible. And I'm without us without us title or anything. Like, so I'm curious to see too because I would almost figure they would go back to Elac for the next season, but obviously, Elac didn't play this year. Yeah. So I'm wondering what last the future of Last Chance U looks like now. The truth is too is they already know it's already being filmed right now. Yeah, it so. just hadn't been. Re- which I'm sure you might could find it somewhere on Google, but uh, honestly, well, all right, let's rate let's rate the season. Uh, cash, trash, or pass? That's the old Bash Brothers scale of approval. There, cash being great, pass mm-hmm. being eh, it'll pass if I had to watch it. And trash being, I don't ever want to watch it again. I got to give it an absolute cash. Really oh, yeah. good season. Probably a top two season for me of Last Chance U, especially it being the first of its kind. It really set the tone. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. Yeah, same. I mean, straight cash. I think, I mean, all in straight all. Straight cash, homie. All in all, the players very likable. You kind of grew, like, you kind of felt for them all the way. Coach Mosley, Coach Rob, Coach Ken, all very likable coaches as well. I mean, there was nobody on this season that I think that you were just like, okay, I could do without you. I mean, I just let's just leave. I completely and agree. And then in past seasons, there's always been a player or a coach. I was like, oh, you could kind of be like, okay, if you were not on this season, to make it so much better. Yeah, you need to get out. I'm with you. All right, so if you uh, if you were skipping through and you can hear this part of the thing, you can hit play now. The spoiler talk is over. <laughs> All right, so we're fixing to jump into a, a segment that's kind of become well-known around these parts. We got a little Hall of uh, Fame or not. Hall or not. Hall of Fame or not. Just a recap. 
in Hall of Fame or not, one of the two Bash brothers bring five names from the respective sports that we cover, that being basketball, baseball, and football. They will say the five names. We will go through their credentials, and just based on the games they have played, whether that be in one or a million, we will say they belong in the Hall of Fame or not. All right, so it is my week to give Connor some picks. Um, obviously, I'm going to give my... And I truly have not seen these names. This I'm, will be off the top he, of the dome. He is looking at these uh, initials, though. So, number one... I have not, I promise. <laughs> I do see number... I did see number one, though. Number one is probably going to be... Very easy, if it's uh, who I think it is. Uh, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Well, I saw CP, and I'm just guessing that's Chris Paul. No, absolutely Dang not. It. Gosh darn This it. is probably going to be the hardest oh, one. Oh, that's Christian Pache. It is Christian oh. Pache. So, this was actually a uh, listener mention. Ryan, shout out to uh, yeah, shout Ryan out Ryan. Ryan. He mentioned he mentioned this. Well, my former catcher, by the way, just you know, elite plug kid to, was elite. Plug to my old baseball days. Um, but anyway, yeah, Christian Pache, center fielder for the Braves, obviously has probably the smallest sample size we've done to date. Um, got a like, got a good amount of playing time in the playoffs last year. Um, I think honestly, a perennial Gold Glover at the very least. Um, we saw him last year in the playoffs. He actually had an opportunity to rob a home run completely missed the very next opportunity made the adjustment and got the rob true um i came up with i think at least one big hit in the playoffs that big single to left field left center yeah um so i think the kids got a lot of promise but obviously the smallest sample size we've done to date on playing time so christian pache hoff or nah oof Christian Pache. Well, let's just say the future is bright for the Braves uh, outfield. I mean, seriously. You're yeah. looking at, you know, whatever rotation they want to put out there, you know, between him and Acuna, it's looking really good. Um, I think he's the heir apparent to, to, to 25. He's the next Andrew Jones. Mm-hmm. I, di- didn't the dude go yard in the playoffs one time? I don't I, – maybe, but I don't remember to be honest. I feel you. like he did. To step into the role of – Playoff baseball, the first time you've – like, you make your big league debut yeah. in the playoffs and you handle the moment and you do pretty well. The kid had some strikeout troubles, but let's be honest. Like, you're facing the great some of the greatest pitchers in the right. game at the time. Oh, yeah. um, based on what I've seen, and this might sound crazy, I got to go Hoff. I mean, I yeah. think the kids got it. Like, I completely agree. Future Gold Glover for sure out in the outfield. He will – I think he'll hold down – I would put him in center field because I think he's probably faster than Acuna is. Yeah. Um, I would put Acuna probably in right. Do you agree with that? It, it depends. I think left field a lot of times we'll see more action. But, I mean, I, oh, think, no either, I think either way, I mean, Acuna's set. Yeah, I think we can't see go him play there. right field more. But yeah. Right. Can't go wrong there. I think the bat – I mean, I, I think this season is just a breakout. If you're a Braves fan – Strap on your favorite Atlanta Braves hat, throw your jersey on, and get ready to see a kid light it up like it's freaking <laughs> New Year's Eve. Because I, I would go Hoff, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. What about like you? It. So I'm gonna I'm gonna asterisk this, but I am gonna say yes. Um, the reason I asterisk is I don't know where the bat is going to be. Um, like I said, he he made some big he got some big hits in the playoffs last year. Wasn't always there with the bat though. Like I said, perennial Gold Glover in my opinion. I think he has a real good shot at Rookie of the Year this year. Um, and obviously with what the Braves are doing now, I think he will be a World Series winner at some point in his career. So I got to go Hoff. It's just going to depend on how consistent that bat is and how consistent it stays. Agreed. All right, so let's go to number two. We mentioned this guy about a couple weeks ago on one of them, but we never did him, and I feel like it's a complete injustice that we haven't actually done him yet. 
Uh-oh. But who I believe is probably the future face of the NBA. You know where I'm going with this? Oh, yes. Uh, Zion. Zion. Yep. Yeah. New Orleans Pelicans for, forward center. Ooh, I think yeah, he, full, forward, yeah, forward. Yeah, forward. I think he'd be so, uh yeah, New Orleans Pelicans forward. He Zion honestly, can pretty much. He, the, the kid he can, can play handle anything. the yeah, kid. He just he can shoot a three. Like he can pretty much do it all. Oh, I gotta go Hoff. I think he's Hoff. He's already averaging numbers that very few human beings ever averaged. Uh, his rookie season, he didn't play for a while because he he had the knee troubles. Uh, made his debut in the earthquake game. I'll never forget that. That was the the preseason basketball. Mm. He makes his debut. There's an earthquake in Vegas where they where they were, and that was also the night that news broke at like two thirty in the morning that the Clippers had signed Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So it was a really okay. really good night up in the Classic City. Um, to me, he's he, he, like I just said, he can do it all. The dude literally can bring the ball down the court, dribble it in. He can make a little jumper if he needs to, but obviously his you know his the the four foot or diameter around the rim is where he's absolutely going to dominate. He's like Shaq, except I think he's more mobile and he can shoot. Right. Because let's be honest, Shaq was one of the most (laughs) dominant big men in the game, but the dude struggled to shoot the basketball. It just is what it is. Right. Um, And he's a Hall of Famer and he's got plenty of rings thanks to the man that wore 2-4, R.I.P. Kobe. Um, I've got to go Hoff at this point. I mean, the dude's averaging great numbers. Again, he's on that. He's on that path where... He's on a team that you don't know if they're necessarily ever going to win a ring because right. that's the team that drafted him. Um, he could possibly do it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think get out of that rookie contract and yeah. go somewhere where and, and just start ring chasing because NBA we've discussed, that's that's pretty much what you need for a Hall of Fame resume. Oh, yeah. you got to yeah. add some rings to it. But as of right now, I feel like I'd be a knucklehead if I didn't throw Hoff in there. Yeah, i got to go with that too. Um really a Swiss army knife on the court like you said can do pretty much anything you want him to do oh nice yeah, that was, like that? That was yeah. Like that? yeah man well done yeah so can do anything I think he is a guy that you could easily build a team around because um, obviously he has so many strengths you can just get whatever you need and then he can play around whoever um, but yeah I gotta go off I feel like he's gonna retire with at least a few rings maybe you know maybe two maybe two we'll see what he does but I mean, he obviously has a skill set to do it. It just depends on where who you get around him. But he's got to stay healthy too. Yeah, healthy health is a big one too. So we'll see. But yeah, Zion, I give Zion a good uh, Hoff rating. I like it. Two for two in the yeah, old Hoff. Two for two. So this one, um, I got this idea because Arizona Cardinals are kind of making some moves right now. Got JJ Watt on the defensive side. I told you last this past week after they got uh, AJ Green, they kind of yeah, kinda, they have man, they, they really nasty. do have a powerhouse. Oh my goodness, they are assembling a squad over yeah, there. They are. So we're gonna go with their young quarterback, former Heisman winner, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Man, I really liked Kyler Murray when he was at Oklahoma. I still hate that Oklahoma took Georgia's spot for that four seed in uh, 2019. But the kid, honestly, he balled out in in college. He goes to Arizona, and the first little while, he really struggles. I think the kid's 5'10". Yeah, he's shorter, yeah. And he he really struggled his first couple games and then absolutely turned it on. So, like, credit where credit is due. That kid has been playing really good football over there. He kind of figured it out pretty quick. Super mobile, uh, super agile, and he's got a really good arm. Arizona did a good job uh, drafting him over there. He's got all the weapons this year around him, I think, to have another great season. 
but I got to go or nah. I just don't think he has the credentials overall to have a Hall of Fame NFL career. Because I think, you know, we just, you know, we, we kind of have the parameters of the rings for each each sport. Yeah. I think you got to at least bring one home. Right. And do I ever see him doing it? I just don't think I do. Like I said, they they assembled a great team around him, and they're only getting better. I mean, their offseason has been, like you just named, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green. A.J. Green is going to be a very dynamic weapon for him. Oh, yeah, 100%. As well as the people who are already there. Man, you can't throw the ball to J.J. Watt, sadly. But I think uh, I got to go or not for now. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I, I do think... And, and just a side note, he has one of the best offensive-minded coaches yeah. in Cliff Kingsbury over there, too, that's, that's honestly been helping him out a ton, molding him as an NFL quarterback, but giving him an offensive scheme. That Deion, can... DeAndre is still on the Cardinals? No, I don't believe so. Okay, okay, I couldn't remember. Um, I, I was hoping you'd say yes because I wanted us to have a disagreement so bad. But anyway, I'm going to go nod to – The Ash uh, Brothers are aligned. Now, granted, I really, I, I really, really, really do think that my answer could change at the end of the season. Oh, it, yeah. It has mm-hmm. the potential to change it by the end of the season. Hey, change my mind. Um, but as of right now, just know I haven't seen enough out of Kyler Murray to be like, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame material all day. I do think he has the athletic ability to, to get it easy. Um, but it's going to depend on, you know, what he can do on the field. And ultimately, we I think we're going to see the best chance of – we have the best chance this year of seeing what he really can do on the field with what Arizona's built around him. Yeah. So, nah for me for now. Four. Double nah. Four may be a little bit easier. Um, I like easier. So, this one is already a Hall of – or not a Hall of Fame. I was going to say, he's Hoff. He's already Hall of Put Famer. Put him in the Hoff. He's um, in the Hoff. He's a Hoff. He's already a World Series winning pitcher. Um, been fairly dominant well, over I his know career. I this is based on those initials, yeah. then. Been fairly fairly dominant over his career. Uh, started with Pittsburgh, went to Houston. Ace of the Yankees, Mr. Garrett Cole. Cole. It's a Cole world, ain't it? Fam? Yeah. But now, granted, here here's why I wanted. I'm going to preface this first. All right, set it the, up. The reason why I wanted to ask about Garrett Cole is now that he's the ace, he has not been tasked with being a true ace of a great squad yet. Right. Last year was a not a great year for Garrett Cole. Um, obviously, when he was with Astros, he had a major, major, you know, alleviated role. What a daggum rotation they Justin had when they had him and a yeah. Cy Young winner. Holy So, nuts. yeah, so Garrett Cole, moving forward with what he can do with the Yankees, do you think he'll have everything he needs to be a Hall of Famer? I think he does. It's like I said, it's a cold world. That dude is dynamic. And like you said, there's a, there's a lot of room for error. When you're pitching behind a Cy Young winner, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a, I mean, not only is you can learn, you can be taught, and you're a great pitcher yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you're pitching now for one of the probably the most famous organization in baseball. Yep. Um, you've got a lot of talent there. You have the ability to make World Series runs right. with that team, and like you said, it's on his shoulders now. He's the ace. He's the guy. I think he handles the moment. I think you might even see his name in discussion for a Cy Young winner now that the spotlight's completely on him. Mm. He, Like you said, he's already got a ring. Put him in the half. Okay. We might disagree here. I'm excited to see. I got to say half, but I want to preface this where I feel like every year he's with the Yankees, with the team they have now, and they don't 
make a World Series appearance, that gets slowly pulled away from him. But he is just one guy pitching every five games, though. He is one guy, but when you're when you're the ace, right? Your ace should be almost guaranteed a dub, a dub, as I long agree. as the hitting's backing him up. I agree. So I think, but that's, that's still one every five. It's still one every five, but in I a mean, World Series, in a World Series best of seven, you're pitching two games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you want to lock those so, two games up, but there's not a ton. Of, I mean, you know. Yeah, but when you're as high dollar market as the, I mean, the Yankees are essentially the 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 AL version of the Dodgers. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about so, it. So I mean, it's not like you know you got Garrett Cole and nobody in the rotation backing him up. Like, you True. Know, you 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 gotta you gotta at least average rotation at best. Yeah, I agree with that. So I mean, you know, I I think that is the the stigma with Garrett Cole. Like, can he do it on his own as the leader of a team? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think as of right now, I have to go Hoff, but. We're just going to have to see. He's going to have to have those years of consistent good pitching moving forward to actually secure that, I think. I couldn't agree more. So, all right, last one. This one is – I think I know who this is. I think you will, too. Um, so, obviously, this one's based off my new NFL team per last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills. But, anyway, Buffalo Bills had a great run this year. They're looking very good going forward. Obviously, have a good quarterback in Justin jo- Anderson. Yes, <laughs> Josh Allen, the man from Wyoming. Josh um, Allen. Yeah, got a great arm. Honestly, pretty athletic dude in the pocket. Really does. Um. Okay, Josh Allen. Oof. Okay, so I, you know, they were the Bills were doing some dealing this week because right now, you know, uh, NFL trades and everything's in free agencies in full swing, and they re- they said that. Uh, I think they interviewed like his brother or somebody, uh-huh. and he actually said that Jake Frum was a big reason that Josh Allen had such a good season really? because that inspired him to really just go hard. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I find that interesting. That shows me right off top, which I already knew, Josh Allen's a competitor. Oh, yeah. That dude took his team on a – him and Stephon Diggs and that Bills defense just honestly – Less than talent, hard nose playing football. Yeah. Took him on a pretty darn good playoff run. Um, <clears throat> for now though, I got to go or nah. Josh Allen's got a big arm, man. He's got a big arm, very mobile. He's honestly that new prototypical uh, big arm quarterback that can move in the pocket and honestly scramble. Yeah. I mean, the dude's had some pretty dynamic runs already in his NFL career. Um, I think he was kind of an unlikely guy, too, coming out of Wyoming. I think whenever he was drafted, I'd, I would not have said, yeah, he'll be the starter in Buffalo here pretty soon. Um, but, I mean, he is, and he's playing really well. Uh, I think they need to keep Stephon Diggs because I think their relationship is pretty good. Their post-game interviews and whatnot, they seem to have a really good connection. That chemistry between quarterback and receiver is extremely important. But – it don't mean a thing if he ain't got the ring. I do not see him bringing a <laughs> ring to Buffalo. I don't know if he's a good enough quarterback in general to ever bring a team a ring, even though I do believe he is a great franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. <clears throat> it's kind of like Kyler Murray. You know, I, do, I think he's better than Kyler Murray is. Yeah. I gave Kyler Murray the or nah. I think I got to give Josh Allen the or nah as well for now. I finally get to disagree with you. Let's go. A little bit. I'm going to go Hoff. Um, I do think Josh Allen has all the tangibles to be a great Hall of Fame quarterback. I think where it's going to come into play is can he get the ring? Can he get player of the year? Can he 
play consistently well. Um, I think as long as they can keep this team in Buffalo together, I think the answer is yes. Um, I could see them easily making some deep runs into the playoffs in the future. I agree on the um, deep playoff runs. I disagree on the on the putting it on the ring finger though. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a possibility. And, and the reason that is, I mean, you're 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 facing two Titans, right? I mean, right now it's all Tampa Bay and Kansas City. The in my good opinion. news is, is Josh. I, oh, I think Tom Brady. I'm not disrespecting you here. Josh Allen should be around when Tom Brady is not. <laughs> I would hope so. My gosh. That man <laughs> Tom Brady is going to be 65 slinging, slinging 30-yard touchdowns out there in Tampa. I'm pretty Bay. sure he is a clone rumor. He's just slinging out more Tom Brady. He must uh, be, I mean, It's something. But, yeah. I mean, right now, I, I do think Josh Allen has a good chance of getting in the Hall of Fame. Do I necessarily like guarantee it's going to happen? No, not at all. I mean, you don't know. I mean, he could lose Stephon Diggs next year and absolutely just – you're not going to throw the, the very earth. rare Bash Brothers guarantee on Josh Allen. I'm not going to. I don't blame you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, right now, in my opinion, I think he has the ability to get in the Hall of Fame. It just depends on can he keep up the consistent good gameplay going forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I like your point. I see your point. Giving him a half is not a, not a bad take there. I was really hoping that that first one was CP3. One of my favorite basketball players of all time, which honestly, he everybody who's listening to this podcast knows he's a Hoff basketball player already, and never had a ring. Well, brother, you got it next week. He's so. one of the he's one of those few who I don't think he'll ever get a ring, and he you boy his you will see his bust in the Hall of Fame easy. Oh yeah, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. Yeah. Chris Paul, if you're listening, I know you're not. You get the Bash Bros guarantee. I will put my Bash Bros guarantee on you in the Hall of Fame, Jordan. We got to jump it over to top five. One of the Let's segments that it. people have really fallen in love with. I love top five. I know that. Top five is a segment where we pick a topic, being best chairs or best mascots yep. or favorite football player who has four vowels in his actually, name. Actually, best mascots would be kind of cool. I like that a lot. Well, we discussed that not too yeah, long yeah, ago. Yeah. And, uh, and we just rank, yeah. we rank them top five. And We've today done, we're doing top five colors. What? Top five colors. That would be a very boring. <laughs> I like red because it's because of go dogs. Yeah. Um. This week we're going full sports here. We're gonna do fo- top five returning quarterbacks in the college football twenty twenty one season. In the old collegiate. And this is yeah. a good one. This is a hot debate right now. This was actually started because I saw a Twitter take from a very popular analyst that I will not mention here, <laughs> who had a blasphemous take on this in my opinion hey his opinion is extremely warranted did they, in all respect did they leave the world. somebody out they left a couple people out if you ask me and the rankings were all over the place here so we're gonna go top five quarterbacks starting with number five i'll let you kick us off here you want me to kick it off kick it off brother ah. like like freaking rodrigo blank and chip on a rose bowl day i will kick it off going to the state of mississippi oh okay i'm going with matt coral as the number five returning quarterback um it's a bad man. Dude, dude impressed me a lot this year at Ole Miss. Obviously kept them in the game versus Alabama till the fourth late in the fourth quarter. Um, great arm. I think he's got a good I think he's got good athletic ability. I mean, when you got Lane Kiffin as your head coach calling offensive plays too, it's not a bad thing. That's so, definitely setting you up for success. Yeah, there. yeah. I just I think I think Matt Coral has a lot um to offer for Ole Miss this season. And I'm not saying they have a chance, but I am saying with what Alabama lost last year, that does open the door up a little more in the West. So yeah, he's got the, he does have the whole package. I completely agree with you, and he is on a lot of people's list for top five, top ten. Uh, he's got the legs and he's got the arm. So you know, the man from Mississippi, the future's looking bright for sure. 
So I'm gonna throw out two honorable mentions off rip here. Okay. And 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 one of these might be a little blasphemous, but you know, I don't I don't have the sample size for me personally. Because when I think returning, right, I don't think of somebody who played one or two games last year. I know who you're um, gonna say here. You probably do. Because like I could that kid who came in for Texas, I'm his name eludes me right now. That kid could easily be one of the best quarterbacks next year. Yeah. But he played, you know, a third of a game. Right. So I'm gonna throw DJ. Can you hit Uigolele? <laughs> it's like Uwe Ugalele. I have problems. There you go. Last what, what Jordan said. The dude from Clemson honestly could end up being a Heisman finalist next yeah, year for all we know. True. He's a five-star quarterback who played in a really big game versus Notre Dame. The kid's obviously great, has a lot of talent, but I can't put him top five for now. And then the other honorable mention I do want to throw in here is Michael Penix Jr. from Indiana. Oh, absolutely. Had a great season last year. But you just never know how somebody's going to bounce back from a torn ACL. Yeah, this, it might be tough for him, if, especially if, when you're a running player. Exactly. If he never tore the ACL, to me, he's a top five returning quarterback, especially playing over there in the Big Ten. There's not a ton of super dynamic, great teams over there. You're looking at Ohio State, and that's about it. You know, they were the second best team last year. You almost could argue that they were the first best if they would have just scored one more field goal versus yeah. Ohio State last year. All right, so my number five. And this is because I, I talked very highly of this kid all year last year and got to see him play versus Georgia, and that's Desmond Ritter. Oh, yes. I really yeah, like the old one. Riddler, as I like to call him. For real, dude's very dynamic, great uh, football awareness, great quarterback awareness. I think the game comes to him very slowly when he's able to react to it very quickly. He has great feet. He has great arm, great coaching, great team around him. You're playing for a non-Power 5 school, and you're balling like that. Yeah. I mean, that dude's his future's bright. I mean, he got him all the way to a Sugar Bowl. Uh, I don't think he would ever take him to a natty or anything. You're not If you're not in the Power 5 conference, it's near impossible. Group, you know, group of five right, is just right. too difficult to ever get into the playoffs until it maybe gets expanded. But, uh, but Desmond Ritter, super dynamic. The future's bright, and I give him my number five spot. I'll go ahead and go four if okay. you want me to. Okay. Now, this contradicts what I just said. Okay. Because I have a much greater sample size of this guy, and that is the traumatic leg injury returning UCF former starter, Mackenzie Milton. Okay. At, over, okay. At, over at FSU now. Yeah. And the, because that kid, the difference is, is the sample size is much larger in terms of great football so mm -hmm. so uh not Derek king which you know same boat there but michael Penix jr had one season of balling out yeah and he did ball out he right. played a great season mckenzie milton he i think he started for two or three years yeah i mean he was i think he was a second year starter so and they've got a much and i think his ceiling is much higher no disrespect to uh michael Penix jr but I think he is a future, as long as that leg holds up, I think he's a future NFL quarterback. And I think this this might be a take that I get a little heat for, and I, I think I completely understand because he did have an awful, awful leg injury. Yeah. But I think the ceiling is very high. I think he's put the work in to come back, and I think you'll see him light it up next year. And uh, I'll, I'll put it out there, yeah. Let's yeah. go with him number four. I think I think the only reason I would disagree with you there, though, is because he has been off for so long. He has. And I think you can tell my hesitation behind the pick. Honestly, he probably should have been five. But I just – I don't know. I just got a gut feeling about I got you. it. I got you. All right, so for my number four, I'm also picking a quarterback who suffered a, a ending injury in the last season. 
Um, but I'm taking my pick down to South Beach. Hey. Hey, like I did that. Taking so, my talents on the South Beach. <laughs> so I'm going with the used quarterback, Derek King. Um, had a really good season with Miami last year. Le- uh, led Miami to a good record. And, you know, I've said it before. I've said it three or four times. The, the ACC this year, that door is fairly well open. That's a great pick. He's um, not even in my top five, and he very well could be in, in mine yeah. or anyone's top five. So, I mean, I got to pick Derrick King. As long as he comes back from that leg injury, I think Miami will be in a great place to make an ACC run this year. I agree. So, yeah, I got to go with him. Dang, the first three people we've picked have torn ACLs and are returning from torn ACLs. <laughs> this, this, quarter, this quarterback that I'm about to mention for my number three spot could honestly be number one. And I think he might have the best NFL career out of the remaining three people that I have to mention. But that's Sam Howell over at North Carolina. I was very high on Sam Howell last year. They had a really good season, just missed Notre Dame, barely getting that W, which would have propelled them into the ACC title pitcher. Played really good versus Clemson. Um, Sam Howell coming out of this season was going to be a top five prospect going to the NFL. He makes the very gutsy decision to come back for his senior year and replay, even though I think this is his second senior year because of the COVID rules of yeah, yeah, you know people right. returning. Um, so literally a second-year senior. The ceiling is so bright. You're looking at uh, – the ceiling is so high. You are looking at a possible Heisman run easily. You've got all the talent in the world there if you're Sam. You have uh, – a natty is very much in the picture. You're going to be competing with a brand-new quarterback over there at Clemson. You know, I think Mackenzie Milton will have FSU kind of in the conversation as well. Derek King, Miami over there. So that's going to be your four that you're competing against. Yeah. Unless Notre Dame decides to come back to the ACC, which I don't think they're going to do. Um, the future's very bright over there. You have all the talent in the world. You have an NFL career that's going to be handed it to you. You'll be a top three quarterback taken in next year's draft, I believe. So number three, Sam Howell. Yeah, my number three is going to be short because it's pretty much just copy and paste what you said. I, I agree with Sam Howell. Again, ACC, that door is opening wider and wider this year. I mean, De'Aaron King. It really is, and Milton, that's so yeah. good for college football it fans. Is. It like, is. The, the, it's, that's, that's so good. The ACC yeah. is one of those conferences that have very – like FSU and Miami have such rich histories in football, and college football is better when those teams are playing great football. Yeah, so – that's my pick for number three. I'll go ahead and give my number two. Um, this may sound weird that this person's not number one for me. I might make some Georgia fans mad. I might have other people say, you're just picking him because you're a Georgia fan. I got to go with my boy JT. JT. I mean, JT this year with the offense, even with the defense, even though the defense is kind of working on DB right now. But, I mean, JT is set up to literally become a Georgia legend. Facts. I mean, 100%. Dude's an early Heisman candidate. I very much see him as a possibility of being in New York by the end of the season. Um, I mean, if he if he plays like he did the last four games, the sky's the limit for this kid. Potentially can make a good playoff run for Georgia, even make it to the playoffs, win a natty maybe. I mean, there's there's so much I believe JT could do coming off last season. So, yeah, he's my number two. Um, that is it, one of the wisest picks that I've ever heard, yeah. and mainly because I completely agree. My number two is also JT Daniels. He's the only person on this list who is undefeated like as our, a starter last year. I feel like year. our three are the it, same. They are. We got the same top three. We have to. Um, 
I mean, let's be honest. If if you think we're picking this because of bias, we're not. He is absolutely dynamic. The kid's got the arm. He showed you last year he was mobile on the ACL. He returned from an ACL and balled out, which gives me a lot of confidence in the aforementioned players that are returning from torn ACLs. Uh, undefeated as a starter last year. He's got every single weapon around him possible. I mean, literally just a plethora of riches over there in the Classic City. I believe you'll see JT take this team to the playoffs for sure. Get past Clemson, and the road for Georgia next year is peaches and rainbows. JT gets the number two spot. Yep. And now for number the number one spot, we're probably going to go with the, the kid from Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> no. Number one for me is my QB1 alum. The kid's actually not who, terrible, though. Who, no, he's not. But who I think will honestly win the Heisman within the next two years, Spencer Rattler. Oklahoma balled out toward the end of the season. I mean, Spencer's pretty much the reason for that. Dude's absolutely dynamic. I mean, I think he's going to be an incredible quarterback in that Big 12. I think he's going to wind up probably dominating the Big 12 for the next at least two years, see what he does, you know, going into season four. But, yeah, I think he's just going to be the next on the list in the long line of just incredible Oklahoma quarterbacks. I completely agree. I I have Spencer Rattler as my number one. I think, uh, like I said with JT and, and all the others, the sky's the limit. The dude's absolutely mobile. I've said it four or five times on the podcast. Lincoln Riley benching him last year was the greatest thing Lincoln Riley did last year. That kid came out in the last six games of that football season and absolutely lit it up. He's incredibly dynamic. Uh, you will see him bring home an, another Heisman Trophy to the to the city of Oklahoma or the state of Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, Nor- Norman's future is really bright over there. Lincoln Riley, you got a great head coach, a great offensive-minded head coach. I got to go. I got to go uh, Spencer Rattler. It's, not, it's the a pretty Rattler. good pick. It's a pretty smart pick, I think. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's a real, your top three is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yours is too. Say, it's Thanks, incredible. man. I really appreciate it. Hey, who's your top five? If there's somebody on here that, listen, the, the future is bright in terms of returning college football quarterbacks. There's a lot of people that we left off. Uh, Dylan Gabriel over at UCF could easily be on this list. There's a few more. And, and there's people who – will be starting next year for the first time. I'm looking at you, the kid from Texas. I'm looking at you, DJ, who could easily bring home hardware in the future. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. One thing I want to do real quick before we head out, a couple of games are happening today. I'm okay. just gonna, I just okay. want you to quick pick them, okay? Oh, my gosh. Just off top, all right? Okay. Number nine, Wake Forest versus number eight seed, Oklahoma State on ESPN2. Who wins it? Uh, Wake Forest. I like it. Idaho State, the number 13 seed versus Kentucky, the number four seed. Kentucky struggled this year. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Idaho. The upset, Middle Tennessee versus Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Really? The upset there? Yeah, why not? Dang, ball out. Ball out. FGCU versus Michigan. Come on. Our, our I go Michigan. Michigan all day. Bring home that trophy for me. Cut down the net. The number 16 seed, NCAT versus North Carolina State. <laughs> I'm going to go with North Carolina State on that one. Jackson State, who is balling right now under yeah. primetime Deion Sanders in football versus the number two seed, Baylor. Jackson's going to keep rolling. No shot. SF Austin versus Georgia Tech. Uh, Tech. Mercer, South Carolina. South Carolina. Florida State versus Oregon State. Florida State. High Point versus UConn. If you pick High Point, I'm sending UConn. you away. All right. I like it. There's a couple picks for y'all. We're putting $100 down on all those happening. We're, We're not doing not. that. We are not doing that at all. That was fun. Best cereal of all time. I don't like cereal. We've had this discussion. This man is so strange. He doesn't chew gum. He doesn't like cereal. What is wrong with him? 
a lot of facts. All right, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Honestly, the past couple weeks, the support on the podcast has been incredible. We really appreciate it. I mean, all the shares, likes, follows, it has been nuts. Um, Jordan, where can the people find you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. I will be on uh, Facebook, Jordan Harris, and then probably in my bed taking a nap in the next couple hours. It has been that kind of week for sure. You can find me at Connor Chandler on Twitter and on Facebook at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram. You can find us at the Bash Brothers Podcast on Twitter. Follow us there on Facebook. Comment along. We'd love to hear some takes, top five quarterbacks, whatever you want to tell us. Give us some Hall of Famer and recommendations. Uh, share the podcast. Give us a like. Give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Like I said, we really appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have an absolute great week. And as always... We are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.